All right, all right, all right. Welcome to We Are Something Else, episode 76. So fresh and so clean. Uh, we are back with our Black Business Series. And tonight we have Mr. Michael Johnson of Dale, Michael Sussman, Clothier is in the house. Hello, Michael. Good evening, gentlemen. Yes, sir. Thank you for joining us tonight. Um, sit back, relax, and uh, enjoy the show. CB, how are you, brother? I'm good, bro. Um, this week has been one of the longer weeks at work that I've had in like a while for whatever reason. Like we've had a couple, I would say months straight now, things kind of being chill. And for whatever reason, this week stuff just started. Uh, I don't know if it's because the end of the year or what, but um, it's been not a whole lot of downtime. Uh, definitely just cranking stuff out. So uh, looking forward to hanging out with the fellas tonight, you know, talking to Mike here and, um, you know, having having another show. Super fly. Yes, sir. What's good, fellas? Um, everything's, you know, pretty good over here. We um, we, we getting it popping with the Twitch streams. I'm almost to hit all my uh, milestones. I have to hit the, to get affiliate. We're not quite there yet, but we almost there. So, you know, we, we still progressing. There we go. Oh, that's what's up. Uh, this is the point where I would ask E how he's doing uh but he's not here to answer currently he's texting me saying he's fixing his audio um he's on that chicago audio i mean uh california audio <laughs> but uh when he when he gets in he's gonna say something about the land that's for e if you haven't if you didn't watch the show last week he kind of dogged my favorite movie a christmas story uh so i figured out i'd bring that out for E. how long have you had um, that land uh a few years two years that was crazy I know. <laughs> Look, uh, I, when I was working one of my part-time gigs, um, a couple of the old ladies that worked there knew I loved A Christmas Story. And so they held one of the lamps to the side. I thought they were all gone. They held one to the side and all pitched in and bought me one um, for Christmas. Oh, that's incredible. That's incredible, right? Um, CB, I don't know where you work at currently. I mean, we, we work for the same company, but you know, whatever room you're working out of, I'm working out of a different room at this point. Uh, your work has been kind of crazy. Um, I think it's everybody's getting in the end of the year stuff right before the holidays, and it just it always falls on the little guys. Right, right, right. But uh, anyways, fellas, let's let's get into the show. That's right. So, and Jeanette Young, have y'all heard that story? Y'all familiar with her? Unfortunately, right. Uh, for those who were just joining, um, Anjanette Young was another victim of a police raid. I don't know if it was a no-knock or whatever it was. It doesn't matter at this point. Um, so Anjanette Young, she's in Chicago. And apparently this happened last year, early this year or late last year, I believe. And the story's just not breaking because the lawsuits are beginning to pile up against the Chicago Police Department. But she was... Um, Coming home from work, uh, and law-abiding citizen coming home from work, goes home. I guess she was making dinner, whatever she was doing. She was in her own home, in her own comfort zone, and she had, you know, didn't know cops were just come banging her door down anyway. So she was naked in her home, and uh, when there was, I guess, a quick knock and then a bust through the door, and probably like five or six or plus more cops. Just raided her, walked in her house looking for someone that wasn't there. Now, 
I think we've heard this story recently. Headlines, right? As far as another no-knock warrant that happened, and unfortunately, we lost somebody in that one. And in this one, I mean, I guess the fortunate side is she's still here to tell her her, her story and sue the hell out of the Chicago Police Department, but it could have been worse. I mean, when are we going to get to the point where how do we fix these things? Is there a solution? We can go around. Accountability. That's the solution, man. You can't have these. Uh, um, I'm I'm blanking on what the word is called, but the, there's a like layer of protection, you know, afforded to most police departments where, you know, they cannot be charged while in the line of duty. So we, we need to, you know, hold them accountable. Yeah, I would, uh, am I? Do, yeah, yeah. No, I was gonna say I, I agree with you one million percent. I mean, I, I honestly feel like <clears throat> there's a law on the books that says that policemen cannot, law enforcement officers cannot be sued for whatever reason, and that has to be stripped away. That that has go. to be stripped away. It's too much power given. Um, like you said, no accountability, and they pretty much feel like they can do it because what happens at the end of the day? They still had their pensions. They still exactly. had their jobs. So if there's some way to not only just sue them, not the police department, but the police money, the individual, go after their retirement, go after their pensions, you know, go after any kind of monetary whatever you can get from them, um, and bankrupt. Yeah, and, until until it's, until it's a severe consequence, you know, it, it's not going to mean anything for them. Yeah, and we just keep hearing the same story. You're like, man, didn't we just hear this last week? Last month? Like, is it right, exactly. right. It's almost like slaps on the wrist kind of thing. Like, you know, you get shamed in the media for a little bit, but then you go back to your job. Now, this woman has to live with, you have to live with, you know, the guilt or whatever, or, you know, time kind of thing. When you grade something, you know, grade her house, but she's got to live with the humiliation, right? You know, right. she's got to live with whatever kind of fear, whatever kind of anxiety comes from something like that, because that's a traumatic experience. I mean, we, we're sitting right here now on the show. Somebody busts through your door, looking for somebody or something that is not there. And those qualified immunity laws are all—it's not that's not a federal law. Those are all local laws. So this is where your vote counts in your own community. So you need to put politicians, lawmakers that are in your councils, city councils, you know, uh, county, state governments, and put those people in who are going to change that law. You know, so we should be asking politicians, what what is your stance on qualified immunity? And, you know, how do we change it? If they don't want to change it, then you don't put them in office. So this is where voting actually matters and being, you know, aware of your local politics is when when this comes into play. Yeah, they say all politics are local. I mean, to your point, um, the AGs, the attorney generals, like that's so important now. Like one of the great things about 2020, while there were not too many um, great stories, but a lot of us have become very civic minded. Right. right? Like we understand the laws a lot better than we did before. And one thing I've learned uh, throughout this whole experiment uh, of 2020 Man, attorney generals on every single level matter. And attorney generals are literally voted in the office. So if you aren't paying attention to who's up for attorney general, when it comes to cases like this, 
cases. This is how cases get thrown out. This is how cases get, you know, we saw in Louisville where the attorney general basically decided not to introduce certain um, penalties for these policemen. So because it wasn't introduced, they couldn't be penalized. You know, so you got to we have to now pay attention. Like we're looking at Georgia. We're looking at these runoffs and how these two last feats will determine yes. what happens for the next, not four years, but possibly 40 to 80 years. So, like, I mean, it's it's really important that we, especially as you younger guys, that you get it. Like, voting matters. I mean, I'm, I'm a 50-year-old, I'm an old guy, right? And so voting matters to me. But I know for some of the younger generation, some of the younger guys, they're like, man, why should I vote? What difference does it make? Well, you know, if you guys don't vote, you, you're going to get more heavily penalized than I will, most likely. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, you guys will be the ones. And I, I hate to see that happen, but if you aren't voting, how can you crime? You know, can you cuss on here? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah so we, we passed that law. Right. How can you bitch whine and cry if you aren't even voting? Right. You know, your bitch ass for the most part should go to jail. Right. Sorry, I'm done. No, no, no. Look, hey, hey. I, um, that's what we we've been talking about trying to get the young blood in. That's what we have to we have to refresh a lot of this old politician mindset and get get these guys out. We need some of these new ideas. Some of the people that that look like you and I that can kind of relate to some of the topics that we can all relate relate, or relate to. Get them in office, and maybe again, I guess change will become. Um, in effect, hopefully, like I said, but voting definitely. We pushed voting heavily uh, last few months. Good. Uh, we're during the campaign season. Vote, 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 voting is definitely important, yeah. and not just for the president. Not every four years, you got to vote. Every time there's an election. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, and it's not just voting. It's also about you know holding uh, lawmakers accountable and people who are running for office, holding them accountable when they run for office. So jump in. Ask them what are their stances on those things that you know you feel passionate about, and if they align with you, then that's the one you vote for them. But Absolutely. you have much more of an impact, you know, locally than you do, you know, in, in federal. And, and this is a, a prime case for that. Absolutely. Uh, be easy. I'll you a phone call, bro. I'll hit you up. Uh, it's not too late. I'll hit you up tomorrow. We we'll talk. Um, moving on. Uh, next picture. We got uh, James Harden returned to the court. This week, after holding out uh, a few months, a couple games, he didn't show up. Um, and pretty much he declared that he wanted to be traded. If you've been living on the Rockies, declared he wanted to be traded a few months ago. Um, and his he was very specific. He originally said Brooklyn. You know, he wanted to go play with Kyrie and KD. Uh, but, yeah, we all know, we talked about it. That's not going to happen. You're not gonna, they're not going to give give up James Harden for, for pennies. Right. We're gonna take, we're gonna, we're gonna get a superstar in return. So, and it looks like low man on totem pole Kyrie would have been the one because KD was probably the most protected guy in Brooklyn. He's gonna stay. So, anyways, uh, now it's Philly. He wants to go to Philly. Russ had already got out. Russ is here in DC. But Jane Harden returned to the court. I'm assuming somebody told him it's not a good look, and you know you got to play. So he comes in. And what typically is not a good look. This guy is overweight. I mean, I thought it was bad camera angles at first, but then I've watched the game. This guy is completely out of shape. 
Uh, I mean, he can shoot. He, he had a decent game, but my God, if this is what you, if this is what you want to advertise, getting picked up, this this is not it. Not at it's all. It's funny. It's funny because he's one of those dudes that body type. He, you know, he's not. He's not like Andre Iguodala was, you know, walking around like kind of Jack when he was younger and everything. Harden's always been, you know, I don't want to say softer, but he he's never been like a hard body body like ball player, you know. Um, and I don't know if you saw some of the comparisons that they were making, but it kind of goes along with the last dance. All the stuff we we're hearing about Rodman getting like kind of a longer leash and everything when they had extra days off. They basically like Houston admitted that Harden has basically the same setup. Like if there's extra days off in between games, they know that he's going to fly somewhere and party and stuff. He's going to get but, it in. But he comes back and he drops 50 and, you know, he's uh, on in the on the list now of, uh, you know, some of the only players in the league to average 30 points, you know, three seasons in a row or more. And so. Right. So for him, he's probably got that body type where if he's not staying in shape, like on top of all of his workouts, he probably puts on weight real easy. And we know he's been partying because we've been on social media. Oh, yeah. It's just a little bit of Rona weight. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's, what's, what's the big deal? It's, and it's cuffing season. Everybody's putting on weight. Like, come on. It, it makes, it makes sense. Dude's Thanksgiving post. He had uh, Chef Tobias. I think he used to play for the Skins. Uh, and he's got a couple restaurants. We have one in DC and one in Miami. He had him come and cater his Thanksgiving meal and showed his meal. Ridiculous what this guy ate. I mean, granted, you're going to eat good because of the money you got. But come on now. Come on, Jay. Like, LeBron probably eats good, but LeBron is not coming to the court looking like that, right? But we also know that that's a difference right there. We're talking oh, yeah. about someone who has the championship mentality. Like, and that's, you know, he's been this way. He came into the league at 18 with that type of mindset, we know that Harden's, you know, that's not been his thing. Like he, he's very good. And I'm not going to say that he doesn't value winning. I think that he, and he wants to win a championship, but there are levels. He can talk to this from a championship standpoint. There are levels to wanting to win a championship. You know what I mean? So everyone wants to win one, but there's, there are a couple guys, you know, out in L.A. that they kind of they do a, maybe a little bit more than other people. And there might be a reason that might be a big reason why, you know, they won the championship in the bubble. Two things I heard about this. Two nicknames I heard that were hilarious. First of all, Shannon Sharp called him James Hardy's today. And then uh, somebody else uh, called him Thickums. <laughs> I ain't going to hate on you, James. Go ahead. Live your best life, bro. <laughs> Hey man, this is this is embarrassing watching James Harden make two hundred plus million dollars coming here like a fat. <laughs> I mean, I mean honestly, man, he's going to get picked up by somebody because he can put up fifty points. And the, let me tell you what's bad about this is he's going to make the NBA look bad because in his position, he just he's a shooter. He doesn't guard people. He does. He's one dimensional. Right, he can't play off the ball. All he, I mean, if the ball is not in his hands, what good is? It? I mean, he's not doing a whole bunch more, and so, but he could jack up that fifty points for you, and he can put butts in seats. But you know, it's just, it's amazing, man. This guy is just—he's clearly out of shape. I mean, he didn't even care 
that you know or that you see that he's out of shape. He tucked his shirt in. <laughs> and you talk to you like this, like you're just gonna rub it in our faces. I mean, he didn't even care. Oh, but so funny that y'all bring up the whole you get to the arena and you look in shape. You know, I got my Lakers gear on, and it reminds me of that third go round. Shaq came to the training camp like, right. You still gonna pay me? I'm still gonna put butts in the seats. Yeah. You know, I got somebody who can go in and I just hand him the ball. He gonna go shoot forty, you know, forty plus shots anyway. You know what I mean? But in the difference in you know what you guys are talking about is that's what happens when you're that top tier player. You don't have, you don't really owe anybody anything because guess what? At the end of the day, you still gonna get your guaranteed money. See, it's the difference between the NBA players and the NFL players that don't. Contracts and how they act, you know what I mean? How they come to work. So, you know, it is what it is. But we also know that the NBA is a players' league, and they can flex that way in order for them to make their own, you know, control how they how they want to handle their destiny. And you know, mm-hmm. and like you said, he's making two hundred plus, whatever, making fifty million a year. He's gonna ball <laughs> out. I mean, for real. And honestly, even if he had, even if he came in the season this in shape, where they they weren't gonna go to the championship. You know, no. they, that's a second round team at best, right? Like, so they're not even constructed to win. So, from his perspective, what's the point? You know what I mean? You're going to pay me. So, and but I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Like, you got to act like you want to win. Like, to me, I don't, I wonder now, this is, I'm just asking a question. I wonder what you guys think. But to me, James Harden doesn't look like somebody wants to win. Like, I don't know that he wants to win a championship. I know he wants to make 200 something million. Yeah, there you go. I know he want to party. I know he want to live well. But I don't think he's interested in winning the championship. I just think he's interested in making money and also, by the way, putting up stats. Because he, he's doing that. He's padding the stats. He's going. Nobody's going to catch him at the rate that he's going. So, I mean, I don't know that he wants to win, though. Like, it just seems like it's too much effort for him to be a winner. Like, you can't be eating donuts and partying <laughs> like you're doing if you're going to win. You got you to gotta cut that. And, and the partying the – party I mean, we get that, but outside of COVID, though, like where we are in a pandemic, and we're supposed to be quarantining, and like you just out here living your best life, and that's, um, whatever. But uh, yeah, to me, before we move on real quick, uh, it doesn't look like you want to win. I, I don't think he has that mindset, that mentality. Um, his best shot was when CP was there, CP3 was there, and he can't stay healthy either, and he he couldn't close out the series by himself. But now he's got to join up somewhere else. But let's move on. But how boring would the league be if you had a bunch of Kobe Bryant's? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. You need these people. Right. 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 The personalities make it for sure. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> uh, real quick. So my last, last topic I wanted to bring up. Um, the Ravens, uh, Browns. I don't, did you guys watch that? Was that Monday night? Best Monday night game in a long time. You almost forgot how horrible the commentating is on Monday night, just watching the game alone. And the game didn't get really good until the last five minutes. Uh, I would say because I was probably around the 11 or 12-minute mark when he left to go into the uh, into the locker room. So basically the entire fourth quarter, things started to – that's when the crescendo started to, to build up, right? Right, right. 
Um, so for those who don't know, uh, Lamar goes out with cramps. At this point, we're gonna we're gonna say cramps. Um, and it could have been from dehydration. Uh, he did. Uh, he was coming back from COVID a couple of weeks ago. It could be some lingering effects. We don't know. Um, he was out for a couple of drives, and then they put in um, McSorley. McSorley. And, they, and McSorley blew a, what was like a 14-point lead or something at that point. Uh, um, so it, was, it was close. Like 34-20, right? Something like that. Oh. And fourth and five, McSorley goes out on the third down. And then all you see is Lamar running out the tunnel. And he on, on the fourth and five, this guy throws a, a touchdown to Hollywood Brown, puts them up. And then their defense is so bad. Um, quarterback on another and uh, yeah, Baker comes in, throws another, throws a touchdown, drives down the field, and then my man puts the game away, Justin Tuck, uh, Justin Tucker. So, like I said, great game. I appreciated it. I don't know. You got anything? Nah, that's just. <laughs> I mean, it, it, you summed it up. I mean. Great Monday night game, but at the end of the day, um, it, I, I put it to you like this: if if nothing else, right? Because we kind of know who both we've seen them flutter, right? Their defense is going to into them, right? But Cleveland actually looks like they got something to put together finally for a very long time. If they yep. if they pieces where they're actually got something going on. All right. Yep. All right, so we're going to jump into our five minutes of funk, and then we get done with five minutes of funk. If you guess the theme. That's what we want everybody in the chat. Guess the theme of the five minutes of funk. Uh, and after the five minutes of funk, we got uh, Michael Johnson of J.L. Michaels Custom Clothing. It's coming up our Black Business Series. Superfly TNT. I'm the guns of the Navarone. 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 The I think I see his vision too. Purple rain over Central Park, chilling with my homes. Big pops and Chardes, the rocks and Chardes. My gas is sassy, so my penthouse, my balloon. We do, we do, we do, we do. At a whole time, we diving in the bottom, rose gold. Yo. We about to start an epidemic with this one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ow. 
can find me super in the fly, street Super fly, super fly, super fly My mattress is full Why shouldn't I be out? Hey, buddy, I'm good I'm good I'm good I'm good She tell you I'm good She's good She's good You like it, what you see? Everything designer, that's on me That's why the when I walk Looking like you Just trying to fuck Yeah This trip got you in heat He's jumping, baby girl, hop on his knee. Yeah. You know that I'm on beat. Yeah, 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 yeah. All these trips got you happy. Yeah. Cause I don't have no love. No. Girl, I know that you hate. Girl, I'm not gonna let you down. I ain't gonna keep you waiting. Uh. If you go ahead, it's gonna get knocked off. You playing hide and seek, I'ma find you. Baby, hold on tight when you ride me. You know I like to eat, give me options. And I'm listening to the radio. I'm listening to a sad girl sing. Sing about how she got her heart broke. People reaching for stars. I just want me something natural. When you're alone, it gets mighty cold. Don't act as if you did not know. She let me play with her. I'm working late, I said I'll soon be home. All the while the girl don't Let me tell you what she's crying for. Cause I'm flying. But me, I'm super duper, and I'm super, and I'm super. I'm super, 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 super dope, black, super, 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 you know I used to beat that block. Now I bees the block. <laughs> to all the ladies in the place with style and grace, allow me to lace these lyrical dishes in your bushes. Who rock grooves and make moves with all the mommies. The back of the club, sipping my wet is where you find me. The back of the club, macking hoes, my crew's behind me. Bad question asking, blood passing, music lasting. But I just can't quit because one of these honeys think you got it, think you got it, think you got it, think you got it. Oh, my. 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 Oh,
I'm so high, I'm on point, and I'm becoming too jealous. It's why I look in your eye, when I ride by, I don't care. You do this going straight to the top this year, nigga. I'm so fly, I got money, so that's all you see. I'm so fly, I'm so fly, I'm so fly. You can't roll a blunt to this one. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta light a J. You gotta puff a J on this one. You can't even drink Cristal on this one. You gotta drink Cristal. This is hard. Yeah, this is hard. The love you better, baby. Shawty made that ass clap, she don't need no approach High fashion, like Goya G-Wagon, or the Rover I put some ice on you cause you got a cold home. I know I gotta keep my shawty on the go-go Drop that ass to the floor, bro yeah. I, whoa, You ain't gotta do it, gotta do it, gotta do it, gotta do it Y'all, super fly, five minutes of funk. Listen, yo, I caught a couple themes in there. <laughs> I caught a couple themes in there, babe. I look, forget the themes. That boy was on it tonight. He, he seemed yeah. like he, he, like, I was about to say, just go ahead and keep going, bro. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I know it's a little obvious, but you know, we had to do it up right and the thing just felt good, you know what I'm saying? So I wanted to welcome Mr. Johnson. You know what I'm saying? That we got something else and we gonna we gonna set it off right. Well the old guy felt good. I heard a lot of that nineties and that early two thousand. The old guy felt pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and if you're just joining us, we're here with our black business series. Mr. Michael Johnson from JL Michaels Custom Cloutiers is joining us tonight. Um, welcome, welcome, welcome. First of all, we always want to thank you for taking some time out of your, your night, your evening, and spending it with us because you could be doing a million other things, but you're right here with us tonight. So, Appreciate you, guys. Um, so I'll leave it off with the first question. 
Uh, I know we are in a pandemic and, you know, quarantine and is, is happening supposedly and businesses are being affected. And that, my first question is, how uh, has the pandemic um, affected business for you? That's a great question. And um, to be quite, quite honest with you, my business has picked up. Um, we're, we're actually grown to the point where I'm looking to expand as soon as I can. Um, I've learned quite a few lessons in this whole COVID thing. One of the things about COVID or just 2020 in general, and, and I don't know about you guys, but it's forced me to kind of just relook at everything, right? Like I had to peel the, peel the blinders off and just start thinking, you know, how am I going to make it? Especially as a business person, but as a black business owner as well. Um, and we've, we've been very, very creative. One of the things we've done and we've learned you can't sit back and rest on your laurels. You got to actually go to your clients. It used to be a time where you could just wait for clients to come to you. But if you wait for clients to come to you, you're going to be in trouble. Um, and early on, we figured that out. Like it was by mistake, to be quite honest with you. I mean, it was a blessing, but by mistake, I just jumped on Instagram and Facebook and I just started doing direct sales. I wasn't going to wait for somebody to knock on my door or show up. I was like, you know what? If they don't come to me, I'm going to them. I'm coming direct to their households every single day. No days off. You're going to see me every day in your household. Um, and I'm going to give you something different every single day to look at, something to buy. And I caught people early on when they had a lot of money because they weren't going anywhere and they were bored. And you could tell people were bored because they were just spending money. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Let me help them. <laughs> Amazon figured that out. <laughs> exactly. And so I was like, you know what? Let me go. Let me just be a little bit different here. Let me just attack this right, right at the root and just go directly into person's homes. And we've been doing it for a little over a year and it's been great. It's been absolutely great. So are you, are you just tailoring suits or is it like what kinds of clothes and like, especially what you're bringing out to people, what, right. what are you selling? I mean, that's a great question. We do all that. So let me just back up a little bit, tell you guys what we do. So by trade, we are, we are a haberdasher, just as someone who sells men's clothing, right? Fancy word to say that. So we do custom tailoring. Um, we have some off the rack products here, but for the most part, part is custom tailoring. We do custom suits, shirts, ties, shoes, um, you name it. If it's for a man, we pretty much do it. Um, even glasses, all accessories. We do hats, the whole nine yards. And so, um, and jewelry, you know, all of those different things uh, from head to toe, whatever. Just think about if you were a businessman or a professional and you needed something to wear to work, um, we would outfit you from head to toe every single day. That's, that's pretty much what we did. But what I did for COVID was I focused less on getting dressed up and I focused on hats. So you see me wearing a hat tonight and by accident, pure accident, um, again, it was a blessing, but by pure accident, I stumbled upon this hidden culture. Um, I don't know how much you guys know about hats, but hats, wearing a hat now is like a cult. It's like being in a cult, seriously. And people are spending upwards of, you know, two, $3,000 on a hat. And you're saying, well, wait, what about COVID? I mean, I don't know what, you know, what folks are saying, but I know my clients are spending that kind of money and it's just been crazy. And so once we tapped into that, 
I honestly forgot that I sold custom clothing and just kind of, you know, worked in that lane of hats. And I've been in that lane for a while. I've been, you know, working in it. I've been revising it. I've been, you know, reinventing myself. Every three months, we figure out something different about hats and then even other products now and how to um, bring these products to our clients and make the, the buying process as easy as possible to make it as fun as possible and, um, you know, to give folks something um, else to do with their time. What is, um, I guess, the initial drive that you had to get into, you know, this area of work? What was it that really had you gravitate towards men fashion, men's fashion and, you know, that area of work? Oh, great question. I've always loved clothes <clears throat> since I was a little kid. Um, I don't know about some of you guys, but my dad dressed really well. Uh, for a guy who didn't make a lot of money, he dressed really well. And I always wanted to look like my dad. And I said, if I ever had the opportunity, I would do it. And probably about 20 years ago, um, I had the opportunity to break in small. But about eight years ago, I really had the opportunity to break in big. So this office I'm sitting in today um, my dad had always seen the passion and the drive that I have for clothing. And he said to me, look, you should basically stop being like a kind of like a hustler, if you will, selling clothes out of your trunk, out of your house and get you a full setup. And I said, well, who can afford that? And he said, well, you should just at least go look, figure out what it might cost, do the research. So I messed around. I did the research. I went back to him. I found this place. It was a complete dump. And I, I brought him here. And he told me, or he asked me rather, he said, well, what do you see? And I just started, I'm told this isn't a dump now. Keep in mind, this is this place was trashed. I've said, I see over here. I see the ties over here. I see this, this wardrobe over here. I see this closet. I see, you know, this, that, and the other. And my dad said, how, how long do you think it would take for you to do all that? And how much do you think it would take? I said, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I'm sure it's got to be at least 40, 50, maybe 60,000. And my dad stroked me a check right there. And um, that's Legacy. where it really kind of just took off. And he he allowed me really to chase my dream. And then I must say, uh, my wife um, coupled or she came alongside me. Um, and let me just tell you this real quick as well. I owned an IT business for 20 years. I did really well. I was an independent consultant contractor. And um, when I tell you I did well, I traveled the country. I traveled the world. Um, I worked for some of the biggest name companies you could think of on Wall Street, you know, um, just in Semi Valley. I've, had, I've been blessed to do all of that. But my wife, um, at the end of my last contract working for SiriusXM, uh, she saw that I wasn't really happy. I love making the money because IT afforded me a life that was, I mean, just incredible. But I wasn't happy with it. And I had owned this business on the side. But I treated it like, um, you know, like just something to do. And she said, look, we can't we can't keep treating this like something to do and you not take advantage of it. She said, well, while you're not on the contract, why don't you just focus on clothes? Don't go back to IT. Just just focus on the clothes, because that's the thing that makes you happy. And if I had one thing to share with you guys um, as younger guys, you all look like you're a lot younger than I am um, in life. You're going to have opportunities to make a lot of money and do a lot of things. Um, but do things that you love to do that will make you a lot of money. Don't chase money. Let it chase you. And I've learned in this experiment by letting the IT go 
Um, I love what I do every day. I could work 20 hours a day and never be tired doing what I do. I'll still yeah. get up in the morning with the same passion I had yesterday, the same passion I had the day before. I'm, I'm always going to be passionate about this. And whether I make a dime or a dollar, you won't know because I'm going to share the same enthusiasm I had from the start. And so um, that, you know, loving clothes, I, I've just taken that passion of loving clothes and turned it into my occupation. And I can see now clearly I've wasted probably 20 years, maybe not wasted that because I learned a lot of IT and I put a lot of those same principles into this. But I've learned that me chasing my passion was the best thing I could do. And check this out at 50 years old. And I That's see, I, I can literally see millions coming at 50 years old. And I didn't see that before. And so, um, again, just loving clothes, just seeing people happy, um, just seeing a guy who didn't know what to wear or how to wear it, helping him make some small tweaks and adjustments to his wardrobe and seeing how happy he was. Um, and then the, the kicker was, he didn't mind paying me what I asked him to pay me. And so um, I knew then I was like, I'm on to something. And I would just encourage you guys, find that. Find your passion, work in your passion. Don't just do something because somebody wants to pay you, but do it because you love doing it. And I promise you, you're going to earn top dollar because people are going to see how good you are at it and how passionate you are about what you're doing every day. Absolutely. Absolutely. What's what's the what's the entry? Uh, how much does it cost on the low end to start to work with you for for an outfit? Like what what are you looking at? Sure. So you've heard the saying there are levels to to the game. Um, well, to, to, to play in my game or entry level where I'm at, mm -hmm. it's a thousand. Keep it on the entry. There we go. All right, that's <laughs> what we want to know, right? <laughs> entry level for us is a thousand dollars. But mm -hmm. let me just say this: when you leave here with me. You're going to be happy you spent that thousand or two thousand or three thousand. It yeah. wouldn't be like it was a waste of money. You're gonna be like, when can we meet again? Yeah. What does that thousand get you? Like, is that an outfit? Is that one outfit? Is that two outfits? I don't know. Like between shoes, pants, shirt, like you're gonna expect to spend even at a retail store three or four hundred dollars on on a total outfit. Right. So you're all young guys, right? And so I always tell, yeah, yeah, you are, you, you're young. So I always tell my clients, I always tell my clients, when you get to, um, when you get to a certain place in life, it's no longer you're just spending money, you're making investments now. Right. So I see all of you, you all look like you have made some sort of investment in things that you're pursuing, right? And so you, you understand that where I used to spend three or 400 on this, it now requires me to spend a thousand because that was okay then. And that was entry level. And to get better, I have to spend more. So I said all of that to say this, um, a complete outfit, what else might cost you? It could cost you maybe $3,000 uh, and up. You might spend $1,600, $1,700 on a suit. A shirt might be about $300, a tie about another $100, $120. Shoes could cost you, you know, two, three, five, seven hundred. Um, and, you, you know, you kind of go from there. Now, here's the great part about all this. Um, I know when I when I meet guys like you got you young guys like you know trying to get into this, I always start them off slow. I always say you know let's let's create a, a package that will work for you. So let's start off with custom shirts because that's the easiest point of entry, right? 
So we start you with custom shirts and then we start you with, you know, after that, the suits, you know, or blazer or, you know, some slacks. And then if we put you on a yearly plan, which is what I like to do, um, I tell my clients, I can get you into six new suits, 12 new shirts, and probably three pairs of new shoes in one year. That's probably something you wouldn't think you could do, but you could if you're working with me because I'll teach you how to do all of that and have a fantastic wardrobe on top of that. Thanks. Yeah. Um. Uh, unfortunately, like I, I will say, I'm probably the old dog on here, so you know, uh, I don't. You ain't 26, by yourself, E. What you 26, 27, old dog? Yeah. I'm 58. <laughs> see, that's that's where it gets you. At. <laughs> you know? Nah, man. What you talking about? Yeah, see, okay. you know, know a little something about it and not at that level, because let me tell you, you know, uh, being the son of a PK, you know, you got to know what the what the dress code is. Right. So, you know, exactly. Pops is always at the at the spot getting the custom stuff done. So you know, I picked up the game from him. You know, now he does, you know, he's older. Right. So he gets away with a lot of the stuff that I'd be like, uh, you know, I'm not there yet. He always laughs at me. Right. Like I just got hip to the uh, the ostrich. Right. Like okay. ostrich shoes. And I'm like. I see it. You know what I mean? The the understanding, the value of that shoe, how far it goes. How hard is it for you? The question is, like like you said, that, that transition from that younger generation that's, you know, the workplace has changed. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're not, it's not really so much the, you know, full suit, you know, tie. It's more of a casual, but you still want to have that flair. You know, can you talk about how you kind of create that package for that younger generation, you know? Mm-hmm younger than me and a super fly on here, you know, for the, for CB and Clay, like that. Gotcha. So let me, so I will, I'll put it to you like this, but let me ask you guys this question. Um, I know we're going to talk about sneakers at some point in this, this conversation. So my, I've always told my clients, you know, especially my younger ones, and it's this right here kills me, right? I can't do it. I could never do this. I've seen young guys drop $1,500 on a pair of Jordans and walk away like ain't nothing happened. And so what I try to do is to get you to shift your mindset, right? To say <laughs> that 1500 that you drop on those Jordans, let's put 1500 into your wardrobe that's going to take you a little bit further along in life. Right. You're going to be okay with these young girls for a minute with these $1,500 Jordans on, but I want to do something that's going to help you along in life that's going to progress you, right? That's going to take you to where you want to go. Now, I understand if you get a pair of $1,500 Jordans, you never wear them. I'm talking about guys who put them on their feet every day. They're getting holes in them. They're scratching them up. You know, you ain't getting $1,500 when you sell them. You might get $15. You can't get $1,500. And so what I try to tell my younger clients is it's a mind shift. So what I like to do is to help you look the part, right? I want to help you so that when, if you happen to show up at an interview, that you don't have on a pair of JC Pennies or H&M or Banana Republic suit, where you can have on something that's really worthy of your talent, you know, and all these other different things. Um, as an IT guy, I used to have to hire people. And I, of course, I'm always looking to gain contracts as well. And can I tell you that for the most part, almost every single contract that ever won is started with how I look. So when I showed up, People saw how I looked. They was like, oh, this guy means business. He must know something. Look at how he's dressed. Now, all of those are assumptions. But guess what? That worked in my favor. And so I've always understood the value of how I looked because um, people, especially if you are a brown or black person, that makes a it makes a huge difference. 
Um, I, I would like to say that it doesn't, that it, sh it shouldn't, but the reality is it does. So when you show up somewhere and you have on a three-piece suit versus, you know, having on a pair of jeans with holes in them and something else, you know, there's somebody thinking of you as a thug as opposed to you as an entrepreneur or CEO. And so to, to answer your question, you know, I would I try to teach my clients to just move your money. It's a mind shift. So instead of us spend, spending $1,500 on these Jordans, let's get us a suit that might cost us $1,500, but that $1,500 turns into a $200,000 contract. You know what I mean? Um, even if you have to dress down, there's still ways to do that as well. A lot of times now, guys aren't wearing ties, but they'll wear their shirts, you know, buttoned up to the collar, very nice blazer, nice pocket square, still a pair of slacks, and even a pair of casual shoes down, not necessarily a pair of what you guys would call hard bottoms or what I would call leather sole shoes, um, not necessarily wearing those, but something a little less, um, you know, a little less formal. formal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Excellent. So, yeah, I mean, those are just three three of the outfits that, that I mean, you know, these are all custom. Everything you see in that picture, um, the, all that, all those pieces are custom. Everything you see there. So, with, with that, and that uh, I, I kind of know a little bit more probably than a couple of these, you know, these other young cats on here. I noticed that the, uh, it, with Pops, we noticed the double breast was coming back, you know. Yeah. With, very slim, kind of the uh, the athletic kind of fit, but but with the double breast. Do you kind of do you do you do you stare towards the trend, or do you just kind of put them in what you feel like their body style is for? Because you know, not everybody can rock a double breast because it's gonna look funny on you. You know what I mean? And and I, I think also with that, I noticed like when I was in college, right? I went, you know, Morgan State stand up uh, school of business. Hey, BCU, I got you. Yeah, I'm with you. This show, I'm with you. Okay. okay. Full of business, we got to that level where you had to present, and I noticed the difference. And kind of like you said, was uh, looking at my, if you were my competition, was understanding that the guy that didn't have his suit tailored that got it from you know men's warehouse compared to me, who you know put a little bit more into it to, to you know feel you you know you kind of do that Dion feel good, you look play good, you know you 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 earn good, you dig. Um, what is it with that, that style, though, of what the trend is compared to maybe what you put your kind of your niche on, you know, your style and what people are coming in for? That's a great question. And um, Dion was absolutely right. If you look good, you feel good. If you feel good, you play good. That's all true. Um, one of the things we do here, um, we are always classic over trendy. I don't believe in trendy. Um, trendy is in today and out tomorrow. Um, everything that you saw that I had on in those pictures, if you notice, I could pass those down as heirlooms to one of you guys. And my goal is to always be able to do that, right, to design, because I'm a designer as well. So when I'm a designer, I'm an image consultant and a stylist on top of doing all these other things. And so always in my mind, I always want to be relevant. So if I took any of, any of those different parts of those clothing and that wardrobe or that, that setup, I could wear that in 10 years from now. I could wear it 20 years from now. I could wear it 30 years from now. And I could also pass it down to someone. Um, one of the things that, that I have done, though, is um, we never do skinny jeans. Now, I know you guys wear skinny jeans and all the rest of that kind of stuff. Um, but I'm not a skinny jeans dude. 
Nope. And so I tell my clients, when you get to a certain age, man, you can't be wearing skinny jeans. Like, it, it's not cool as a father. you 50 years old. You out here trying to wear skinny jeans like your son. Um, this that probably is not going to work for most of them. And so we never go with um, skinny, but we go with what's called fitted, right? The difference between skinny and fitted is I look at your body type and I put you in clothes that fit your body type. So, for example, everything I had on, it fit my body type. It didn't, it wasn't skinny. It just fit my body. So, if you will notice a prime example, Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey used to wear his clothes extremely big. And so, we couldn't tell if it was a skinny dude in these clothes, a big dude in these clothes. We had no idea because they just like a tent on them. So, somebody came along, a great stylist, and said, hey, let's cut your clothes down to fit your body. And so... When you come in and see me, I put you in clothes where everything you're wearing flatters your body, every single thing. So if you had a stomach, you, nobody would really know because we will put you in something that will flatter you. It will look good from head to toe. That's when you. That's what you do something called fitting. Now, I'm, you're a PK. I'm actually a preacher myself. So I'm, a, I'm not calling him out, but I'm going to use him as a reference point. T.D. Jakes. Okay. T.D. Jakes. One of the best preachers you ever going to hear on this planet. On, in my opinion, one of the worst dressers on the planet. His clothes don't fit him well. Somebody has not told him or somebody has lied to him and said, hey, you look good. I, you know, the proof is in the pudding. One of the things that I do whenever I get dressed, and this is for you guys too, and this will help you. Take video yourself. Just a 30-second video, put your clothes on, walk to a camera, walk to the left, walk to the right, and come back. You can see exactly how you look. And I'm going to tell you right now, there's a lot of truth to that because you will see, man, I probably shouldn't have worn this like that. I should have probably did this. I should have changed this. I should have changed that. Pictures don't lie. And video really don't lie. And so when you, when you have a client do that, because sometimes it's easier to show a client themselves instead of you just saying, this doesn't look good. You just say, hey, come here, let me show you something. Um, come just walk towards them, a videotape me. I'm going to take some pictures. And then you just let them see the obvious. And then it kind of almost unfolds and you say, well, if, if we're working together, here's some things I would change. Let me show you why. Let me put you in this. Let me put you in that. And let me put you in something that's going to flatter you. And you show them the before and after pictures. I, you know, I, can I tell you something? I don't even believe in selling anymore. To me, if you have to sell something, you're almost fraudulent. I just show people what I can do and put them in their best, you know, their best light. And I'm going to tell you, when people see themselves in YouTube, you guys know this. When you see yourself looking good, you're like, okay, how much more do I need to spend? You know, what, right. what else do I need to do? And it, it becomes a thing of like, I never, ever want to look like I used to look again. I always want to look back. <laughs> Um, you know, and, and that's what we're trying to do. Exactly. You always want to level up. You never want to go back. And let me tell you, you know, some of you guys, I, I don't know if you're trying to impress women, if you're trying to get a job, you're trying to get a contract, but the easiest and the fastest way to do it is to improve your image. I promise you in any of those things, if you want to, if you want a specific type of woman, there's a specific thing that you're going to probably need to do. If you want a specific job, you want a specific contract, there are specific things that you're going to need to do. Image really is everything. There are some singers out here right now that can sing like you wouldn't believe, but they don't look like Beyonce. 
Is Beyonce the greatest singer? Probably not the greatest singer, but she looks like one of the greatest singers. And she can command based on how she looks, whatever it is she pretty much wants. Yeah, muted. What's a typical turnaround uh, for a suit? Four to six weeks. Yeah, four to six weeks. A lot of measurements going on with the suit. Custom. A lot of measurements. A lot of measurements. I mean, that's the beautiful thing about custom. I have clients that come to me all the time, and they're like, "Man, I can't go to the store and find anything that fits me. My shoulders is too big. My my waist is too big. My legs are too skinny." And we're like, I can fix every last bit of that with custom. Every single, all of that goes away. There are no issues. I love it when people come and say, I'm a 60 plus, and let's get to work. Right. You know, we never have an issue with that. Not ever. It's not not ever a problem. Budget, What's budget normally is a problem. <laughs> Your budget just has to be. <laughs> What's the every grown man having his wardrobe? Um, That's a great question. There are three things. You should at least own one suit. You should have owned at least five shirts and probably three ties and maybe three pairs of shoes. So you should own at least probably either a black, a gray, or a blue suit, if not all three. You should own at least three white shirts and two blue shirts. You should own at least one pair of black shoes and one pair of brown shoes. You should own at least probably six or seven ties to go with all those kinds of things. And for me personally, you should also own pocket squares or pocket rounds to complete the look. Um, let's talk a little bit about hats because we've been on the suits and I, I see you got a, a, a nice hat on right now. And I caught you live on IG before the show and you were uh, marketing some hats you have. Um, how did, what was, was hats the first thing you got into? Was no, that your, your bigger no, item? That's a great question, Khalil. That, that wasn't the first thing. I actually started... <clears throat> um, with bow ties. Um, I used to love bow ties. I wore bow ties every single day. Not the not the clip ones, by the way. The the, the what we call it the one the self tie, meaning you have to tie it yourself. By the way, if you don't know how to tie, I'll teach you how to tie it. Um, but I got a feeling some of you guys probably do know how to tie it. But um, and I'm gonna tell you an interesting story just real quick. Your dad, Kaleo, was one of my first clients. Um, I used to sell bow ties. Uh, this is probably like in the early '90s, and your dad was wearing bow ties. And you probably you man, well, you man ain't been born yet. Were you probably what three, four oh. years old, baby? Oh, I wish. <laughs> I, I, I wish. I'm right behind. I'm right behind Eve. <laughs> right, right, okay. All right. So um, I, I got into I got into the clothing game, selling clothes through bow ties. Um, I realized early on, and this is for all the entrepreneurs out there. Um, when you are good at something, people will let you know. So take note of that thing and whatever that thing is, that's what you should be doing with your life. And so I didn't realize early on that um, being able to dress well was a gift. And I just thought it was just something fun to do. It was something I could do. But I didn't realize I did it a lot better than a whole lot of other people and that I could make money actually doing it and make good money doing it. And so I started with bow ties. People would ask me, where did you get bow ties? Where did you get your bow ties? And, you know, a lot of times I would tell them I would get them from this place and get them from this place. But some I would have made. And so you couldn't just go out and readily get them. So I thought, you know what? Why don't I just start selling bow ties? Why not Why work with this person to keep giving them money when I could do it myself? 
And so I got into bow ties. And then um, I remember thinking, man, I did really good with bow ties. Why don't I just add ties to this collection? So over a two-year period, I throw ties and bow ties. And I thought, you know what? I love custom shirts. Why don't I start selling custom shirts? So I started selling custom shirts, custom ties, custom bow ties. I'm like, you know what? What goes better with all this than a custom suit? So I said, well, you know what? I might as well just get into custom suits as well. By the time I got to year five, year six, I looked up. I'm selling ties, bow ties, pocket squares, socks, shoes. I'm selling all of these different things. I'm just doing it out of my house. And so um, that's how I got in. I started with bow ties literally and worked up to where I'm at right now where I don't care what it is that you have custom, I mean, suit, shirt, ties. I, we make custom jeans. If it's for a man, I do every single thing. I don't want it to ever get to a place or a point where if you as a man don't have something, we can't do it. So I make everything. I don't care what it is. And if I don't make it, I actually um, collaborate with people who do. And I brand it as my own. So as an entrepreneur, let me just say this too. Wherever you have branding opportunities, take advantage of it. I, I don't ever, I told my wife, I said, in the next year, when you come to my place, I don't want anything in here that has someone else's name on it. Even if I have to remove the label myself and put my own label in it, because it does me no good to be, to brand for somebody else. And so I now make sure that everything I sell, I brand it as my own. I don't, I don't, you know, as much as I can anyway. Um, but you guys need to think about that as young entrepreneurs, wherever you can brand, brand it yourself. And so um, I started doing that. And what this last um, to wrap this, this, this answer up, I just recently learned something else about myself. I'm my greatest ambassador, right? So I wear all of my own stuff. It's rare that you will see me wearing um, too much of any of somebody else's stuff. When you see me, it's primarily in stuff that I made, that I designed, that I'm wearing. Even to the point where when you saw Kaleo, you had those pictures up. People say, well, why don't you get models? Who's going to model my clothes better than me? I don't know. That's a single person. And so I'm learning, okay, now I need to start reaching out to creatives who are in photography and all these, like your dad, who do those things better than me, but they can take my image and give me what I want and put it out there. And so um, I've literally started branding myself, literally my image, my likeness, my clothes, every single thing, because this is how I built my business. I didn't build my business on some other guy coming in here modeling my stuff. I've done it from the ground up and I've learned, okay, Mike, we can do something with this. And so um, I say this to all of you, become your own brand uh, uh, brand ambassador because no one is going to represent your product or your business better than you, not a single person. What's your how to sell an item right now? Um, hats in all different flavors. Um, this particular one that I have on now, it's one of the hottest um, hats that we have. This particular style, it's a fedora. It's a four and a half inch crown, two and a half inch brim. Um, and what, what I've noticed is, Kaleo, colors are getting to be huge now. So where a lot of men and women wouldn't wear or venture out into wearing these, these colors like a pink or red or orange, man, people are loving these different colors of the spectrum. And so um, this particular hat, this particular style is our bestseller. It's $75, um, which is a great entry point for hats. 
um, you know, especially if you're trying to just start and you get into the hat game, very, very easy to wear. You can wear it every single day. This particular color, it'll match everything in your wardrobe. I don't care what color you're wearing. Um, it, it just matches really well. And it's a cool look. Um, I, my personal, because I like dressing down as well, I love the hipster look. Um, that's pretty much me outside of dressing up. You'll find me looking like a hipster. Um, I just, I really have embraced um, that whole, that whole way of, of living and lifestyle. You gonna have a curly mustache? Or you're not gonna go you down. Know, I probably won't have a curly mustache, and I have cut my beard down. By the way, I had my beard was pretty long. Um, I, your beard is great, by the way, uh, CB. Absolutely, uh, <laughs> yeah, CB. Yeah, you, got, you got a boss beard there, man. Um, I appreciate that. I, yeah, I've, I've recently cut it down, but I'm going to let it grow back. Um, I love having a really full, full beard, so I'm going to probably let it grow up a little closer to my eyes and then let it grow a little longer. But the hipster lifestyle, I love it. I love it. Like your dad. Your dad has – he got that crazy nice beard. He got the gray going. Let me just say one other thing. I'm going to plug all my all the guys out there, 50-plus. Y'all win. Embrace win. it. Don't let these young guys tell you guys. Y'all win. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, you are uh, you doing custom hats, correct? Yes. What um, what's what's the turnaround for for a custom hat? This uh, right now because we're close to Christmas, it's probably about six weeks out. Um, just because the demand is so high right now. Um, after we get beyond Christmas, it's like four weeks. Right. Now yeah. you have a you have a storefront, correct? I do. I do have a storefront. Um, we actually refer to it as a studio. Uh, Studio. Okay. Because, yeah, we have a it's an upscale boutique, and I would love to have you guys at some point come by. Um, I know you you you're in what California, so you can't probably come by at the moment. But when you're in town, please you're welcome to come by. Um, we've literally taken the time to develop this place so that it's a man cave. It's a luxurious man cave where you can buy clothes, and um, we're looking to turn it into something more with a social atmosphere because a lot of my clients who come in. It really is a social thing. We'll talk for probably three hours and spend 15 minutes on, you know, them buying clothes. And so that's something else that I'm learning about myself is that, hey, man, you're a pretty, pretty sociable guy. So why don't you take that, incorporate it into your business and turn it into an opportunity? And so in 2021, we're looking to even expand upon doing some things a little bit more social coupled with the clothes because nice. um a lot of guys, man, who love clothes, they love the social part too. So it just makes sense to, to couple the two. Yeah, de definitely. So what is the process? Because um, I'm I'm super interested in coming in and and really, you know, kind of elevating uh, my look as well. So like, what what is the process? You put down a deposit and then, or do you like continually pay over the year depending on like whatever your plan is? I'm yeah. like one of those dudes that's like, I get I, I find out I have an event and I go try to find an outfit as opposed to having stuff on deck already. So let me just say this, Superfly. You are not unlike any other man that I know. And that's what I try to break them out of the habit of because you're always in a predicament when that happens. Yes. You're, you're running around trying to find something that fits you well, that looks good, that matches, and you got to spend the time doing it. Right. right. And so um, I have nine out of 10 of my clients are that way. So what I try to do is to train them to not think like that. So to, to your point, the process works like this. We do, you know, like a 10, 15 minute consultation so that I one understand what are you trying to do? What are you trying to accomplish? Are you trying to 
you know, put an outfit together so that you have this event coming up, a wedding is coming up. You know, are you going on a job interview? Um, what is it? Why are you looking for whatever it is you're looking for? And because we want to outfit you appropriately, right? Is it work related? Do we need to build a wardrobe so that when you, you know, you have something in your wardrobe so that you have something every day to go to work in? What is it? Once we understand what, you know, what the reasoning is for your visit, then we put together a plan as to, well, how much can you spend, right? And then I'll take that and I'll look to say, okay, do we need, we need what for when? So do you need this for this quarter? Do you need it for this month? Do you need it for this year? You know, and then we begin to plan. So let's just say, take for instance, we know that spring and summer is going to come up, right? So, you know, you may have a lot of gigs in the spring and summer versus right now. Right. So I would say to you, hey, Superfly, let's build for the spring and summer. So why don't we start looking at things right now so that by the time spring and summer arrive, they're sitting in your closet. It's not you trying to figure it out. You already know what you're going to have. You know what you're going to wear. And guess what? It's paid for. Right. Yeah, I love that. And, and in my in my case, um, the reason I think what separates me from our competition, I am an image consultant and a stylist. So when you come see me, any one of you guys come to see me, I can tell you based on how you look, what I think and how to get you prepared for whatever that event is. So when you come in, you may not always know, you know, I like this color. I don't like this color. I'll pair all that stuff up for you and present you with options. So you'll have option one, option two, option three, option four. I try not to give you too many options, not more than four, because for men, usually it's overwhelming. So normally three to four is good. You pick from the three to four, you can, you know, switch things in and out. And then we put together something for you. And, it, you know, we kind of go from there and it works in your budget. Real quick, Superfly, I think uh, that hat that he's wearing, that that might be your fit, too. That, that's it. <laughs> That might man, be that's like that's a lot like D nice man. I don't, don't want to be looking like I'm I'm trying to be D nice. Hey, look, but, don't matter. Look, I got a fedora. I can't wear right now because I got all this going on. I got to spray it down hey, again. Guess what, Superfly? We'll have you looking better than D nice. There we go. How yeah. I got. I need, a I need the outfit to match the name. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, we got a question from uh from the audience. Do you dress the ladies? We do. We do dress ladies. Um, I've just recently started getting into it. Um, I'm learning still a lot about the ladies uh, uh, segment. There's so much. There's so much different than men. There's so many other different things you got to consider when you're dealing with women, especially as it relates to measurements. Like their measurements are so much different than um, than men. Now, putting outfits together, like a dress, shoes, and all that, purse. Man, I could do that with my eyes closed. Custom, you know, customized and making something for women. I haven't gotten as strong as I want to be just yet. I'm getting there. Um, I've had a few women trust me in doing it, and I'm learning as I go along with them. And so it's been a great experiment. I'm getting, I'm getting better. By the end of 2021, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, a, I'm gonna be bomb. I'm gonna be crazy good at dealing with women because I'm making it a point. Um, um, just to that, I don't know who asked that question, but one of the things I found out was women love hats. Most of my clients are women, and they spend, just so you guys know, women outspend men probably 10 to 1, for real. And so I found myself catering to these women because they're becoming more of my clients, especially as the hats are related, um, in dealing with them. So what I've learned, if you make hats for them, they're going to ask the question, well, do you sell shoes? Do you sell dresses? 
And my answer has to be, yes, we do. It just has to be. So I'm growing my business based on the needs of my clients. Um, and they're coming to me because they're already one of my clients. They trust me. So my intent for 2021 to whoever asked that question, um, I'm pretty good at dressing you. If you're going to an event and you need me to help you go find something uh, or put it all together for you, and at the end of the day, you look like a queen, I got you. If it's something custom, I'm getting, I'm honing my skills. I'm getting better. Um, I haven't gotten to a place where I could, you know, with 1 million percent confidence say I nailed it, but I'm getting there and I'm getting better every day. That's awesome. Um, oh, okay. When you were, uh, you were live earlier, you mentioned something about hat stretching. Like you, you can go a size up. Like if we don't have your size, we can stretch it for you. Mm -hmm. What's the, what's the process? And, uh, first of all, what size hat do you go up to and how, what, what size can you stretch it up to? Right. Good question. So, um, hats generally come in, you know, sizes, you know, small, medium, large, XL, six and three eighths, all the way up to, you know, seven and five eighths on up. Um, the stretching process is just a, it's a simple one. It involves stretching a hat sometimes just a little bit too small um, to make it more comfortable, right? So anything that you do or you wear, you it should be comfortable. It shouldn't be that it's too tight or too big, right? And so um, I try to always encourage my clients, don't wear a hat that's too small because literally you could pass out wearing a hat too small because it just... It's just so tight on your head. It can give you massive headaches. I've heard all these from my clients. So we stretch them, and we can stretch them up to one size, right? So if it's a medium, I can stretch a hat. Oh, man, thank you. I appreciate that. We can stretch it from a medium uh, to a large, small to a medium, large to XL, you know, so forth and so on, to give you a much better fit um, so that when you wear it, you don't just look good, but you also feel good. Um. Why don't you plug your stuff for us? Plug the studio where we can uh, find the studio at, uh, your social Absolutely. media. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. First of all, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Um, thank you. Yeah, I really appreciate yeah, it. Awesome. Small, business, uh, small business guy. Every every little bit counts. We're located in Upper Marlboro, Maryland, uh, 14412 Old Mill Road, Suite 201 in Upper Marlboro, Maryland. Um, not too far from the courthouse. So if you're familiar with the courthouse, you're right around the corner. You can find us on all the social media platforms. We pretty much operate uh, on Facebook, uh, JL Michaels uh, Custom Clothiers, or under my personal brand, JL uh, Michael L. Johnson Jr. On Facebook, on Instagram, we're JL Michaels underscore Custom Clothiers. Twitter, we're at JL Michaels. Um, I'm on every single day. I'm posting something every single day, so you can find me in all those places. And if you're old-fashioned, you can call me. 240-398-6524 or text me. Um, you'll find that I'm very, very um, amenable to taking calls and text messages. Um, if you text me and it's related to some form of business, you're going to get a response back from me probably if it's doing normal business hours, probably within 10 minutes. Um, after hours, it'll probably be like an hour or so. Uh, we're always in contact with our clients. Um, you know, that whole nine yards. And I just want to leave you guys with one last piece of information. Man, stay engaged with your clients. Don't, do not get separated from them. Um, I'm, I'm not a stalker, but I'm a semi-stalker. Um, <laughs> I, I stay 
I stay in my clients. I go in when clients post, when I ask them to post comments about us, leave us feedback, and I'll go into their comments, and I'm looking at every single comment of every single person every single day because I know somewhere in there is some hidden business. And I've plucked quite a few clients out of all of those comments. So be vigilant. Go out there and get that money. It's out there for you. Awesome. Um, as we transition, we gave you, I gave you some homework. Yeah. Uh, yep. it's, it's a question that we ask everybody that comes on the show. Yeah. Uh, your top three albums and top three movies of all time. We'd like yep. to start with the movies. Uh, so go ahead and us with your top three movies of all time. Well, my top three are Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh, Y'all too young probably even have heard of that. Oh, no, no. no. Ferris Bueller. <laughs> Bueller. Yeah. And Black Panther. Love Black Panther. Um, and then my last one is Hotel Artemis. Have you guys seen that? No, I got to check that joint out. Yeah, yeah. It's sci-fi, right? Uh, yes. It's semi, semi, somewhat semi, uh, sci-fi. Absolutely great movie. There's some great lines in it, man. I'm telling you, just absolutely great movie. Okay. Great movie. All right, albums. Um, again, you guys probably, I don't know if you're old enough to remember this, but Jodeci. Um, Come on, man. Like, yeah, right. And right on it, because I'm a 90s dude, man. I, I'm straight out of the 90s. Uh, Belle, Biv, DeVoe, Poison. Absolutely, man. Oh. Never trust a big button smile, right? And then um one of my favorite artists, um, this guy Chris Bodie. Have you guys ever heard of Chris Bodie? Not me. All right. Yeah. Chris Bodie is a jazz musician. He plays trumpet. Okay. Oh, absolutely incredible guy. His my favorite album by him is Night Sessions. Really okay. beautiful album, man. Really beautiful album. Dope. Check him out. Dope. Yeah, definitely gotta uh, check that out. Yeah, so that's why we ask these questions because we all we're gonna get different answers almost ninety five percent of the times. I think one night we had two guys, a couple guests we had had the same movie in their in their list, but that that kind of really happens. But um, yeah, we want to we, we appreciate you for that. Um, and at this point, this is where we're gonna kind of go downhill from here. Uh -oh. <laughs> uh -oh. Uh -oh. You coming for you? I, I don't know who I am. You would have thought Bob's getting on me already. Right. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. All right. Um, so as you can see, uh, you know, like, like I said, appreciate you coming on. This is uh, I wouldn't necessarily say go down right here, but uh, this segment gets people's uh, feathers ruffled a little bit. You know what I have to say. Uh, and it's just my pain. As you can see, it says it's just E. But, um, you know, this week we're going to go with, you know, a certain individual uh, Will Smith being an actor, you know, or should I say rapper turned actor. And uh, is it just me? And it probably is because I know everybody's going to get on me and I know what movie y'all going to bring up. But Pursuit of Happiness is Will Smith's best body of work. Uh, Independence Day wasn't the, wasn't the best one? Nah, nah, definitely not. Bad Boys. Bad Boys, Bad Boys. Bad Boys 1? Bad Boys Two, Bad over, Boys Three, over, over, over. Pursuit of Happiness, a real, a real movie that that now Superfly. You hit me last week with the 
with the whole, you know, you understand the movie, you got dope on me last week, and now you gonna hit me with this. This I got my I got my leg lamp up here because of you last week. Don't tell Mike about that. He don't need to know about. All right, so so. All right, true confession. I've never seen Pursuit of Happiness. It's a great movie. I heard it was great. You know, I ain't movie. never watched that joke, man. It's a, a, a super fly. You have to watch it, and then you go have a different right. movie. Or, right. or, I say his body. I'm not saying that at the end of the day that the you know Independence Day was good, Bad Boys was good, but I'm talking about to embody. That, I guess if you will in that perspective of male How about Ali? Care of it. How about Ali? What about Ali? That yeah. was now if you want to talk about him really, really getting into character, like really just embodying Muhammad Ali, that was that was amazing. No, and I I agree with my and here's the thing, Mike. I'm not saying that these movies, the other movies are aren't great. I'm just saying to me as a character that he had to really put together, right? Ali's a real person, but not a lot of us aren't going to embody Ali. What I'm saying, this guy that, that he portrayed in this movie was a dude that was really just trying to figure it out with what he had. And and like you said, the hustle hard, it was all about him. He had to make it about himself. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, tearjerker, when you know that he's running to, to try to get in the bathroom in the subway so that that's where they can stay, like you had to... You know, yeah, again, yeah, not yeah. all. I got, there, I got you. One of them moments. It was. A matter of fact, that you say that, that that possibly could be because I think about the moment when he gave up the five dollars, and that was really all he had. And then the guy at the end gives him the money back. Um, that was, yeah, yeah. yeah that now, was. Now, okay. To me, Will Smith has had a lot of a big, a lot of good bodies of work. So, this was probably the movie I thought he should have been nominated for Oscar for. Uh, I think Ali was a makeup because I think he he may have got nominated for Ali, and I think that was a makeup Oscar. Ali mm -hmm. was okay, but it, it's hard when you get an actor like Will Smith, who's a big persona, bigger than life, kind of jumping into a role of doing a biopic, and you have to believe that he's Ali, and he did a good job. It's different than Jamie Foxx playing Ray because Jamie Foxx oh, and Ray handed in. He sang it and he played all the music, right? Yeah, yeah um, I think Ray was just a better movie. Just a better yeah, written movie. It was. It so, was. Seven Pounds was actually a really good movie, too. That was actually a tearjerker. Um, Pursuit of Happiness is good, but Will Smith's best body work, I mean, uh, it did show range. I'm it's tough because Enemy of the State was probably one that was a great movie, too. You just got to put up Roya's comment again because I don't know if he's ever going to see that ever again. So you got to let that stay up there just like a, a concussion. little bit long. Concussion. Please, please believe we're screenshotting that and we're putting that on. Oh, oh no. She said she agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well done. You won. You won. You won. Cash out. Nah, it, look, I will, Pursuit of Happiness was a good movie. It was a good movie. It was a good movie. <laughs> that was his best role. That wasn't that was no movie. That was, that was his best role. Hey, tell Pop that ain't out yet. He Reality TV out here. Yeah, yeah. Entanglement. Um, man, I, I honestly that was his best role right there because he tried to pretend <laughs> or make us think that he really wasn't up exactly. Um, he tried like he. To 
he tried to make us think that you know all that just didn't matter. He tried right. like he was elevated, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he he, uh, he went into that moment where uh, you know on Fresh Prince when it, you know he was asking why he don't want me no more. He had that. Yeah. Yeah, he he went, like, that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I think it was that moment when she finally said, "Yeah, well, yeah, we did," and he was like, "What? You did what? What did you do?" It was right. right. Now look, he's—he's. He's, I, I would love to hear him come clean about some of his. I'm sure I didn't heard it. There's, there's been a bunch of stories out there. I, I would love to, you know, for him to get uh, get to confessing at that red table talk. But it ain't uh, never gonna touch what Jada did. Did y'all see where he recently reconciled with Aunt Viv? Did y'all see? Yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was man. Good. Man, that may have been his best role. That dude really did seem like he was he was regretful and remorseful about what he had. He destroyed that lady's life, man. Yeah. He destroyed it. We got uh, uh guy. <laughs> and now Real quick, real quick. I didn't introduce a problem. This is where we talk about shoes. This is the shoe oh. portion. And, you know, just in case. Alright, 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 alright. So, again, this is where we, we talk shoes. And Whoa. we got um, we do this thing called copper drop, and this is where we we spotlight a shoe. This week's copper drop, and we go around and we talk about if this is a shoe. If we had the opportunity to pick it up, if we would cop it or drop it, CB go for it. So, as many of our listeners know, 2020 has been the year of the dunk. The dunks are back. And uh, this is a special holiday release, a collaboration with um, one of the, I guess, most renowned uh, around, um, Mr. Clabber out there. And so it got really cool details on the shoe. Shoe kind of has like a like a wintry kind of snow look to it. And on one of the insoles, you have uh, some of his artwork. So it's pretty dope. Um, I will be trying to cop, but I have to imagine that these are going to be pretty tough to get. What's the price point? Uh, so, I mean, for the regular dunks, um, it's like one ten. Gotcha. So now that's the one of the great things about dunks is they're not incredibly expensive when you can get them for the actual retail price. So, which nobody's been able to do <laughs> <laughs> on the team. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Um, I'll go first. Uh, it's a uh, it's a drop for me. The colorway, wasn't a big fan. Of, not a big fan of the colorway. I got to see him in person. He probably look better in person. It's a drop. I like the artwork on on the um on the in, on the end step in there, but yeah, it's not. I'm I'm not a big fan of the shoe overall, but I like the artwork on that. Uh, it, it's it's actually a cop for me. Um. Uh, 
I think that the uh, the, the subtle colorway is, is is pretty dope for the uh, if you will the, the the Cali weather out right now, where you know you can get away with wearing that. Mike, what you think? Hell no. I just got to telling y'all, invest in your clothing. <laughs> get you a custom shirt. Hell no. No. I gotcha, mean, no. Drop. That's what I meant. Drop. Love it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so for the soul, uh, who's, who's up first? I can lead it off. I'm in the, uh, the big box. Big box. Big box. All right. Year of the dunk, right? Say fair. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, year of the dunk. SBs. So, no, I didn't get these for retail, but the resale price that I paid was not astronomical. Nothing that would keep me out of Mike's shop. You know what I mean? But I got the <laughs> Ah. Well done. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The details on these joints are crazy. See it, Duck High Pro instead of Dunk High Pro. Um, Because it's basically like a mallard duck. So you got some of the iridescent colors that play on the the reflectiveness of their wings and everything. I swapped the laces out for the yellow laces that they came with. Got some cool artwork, you know, ducks and stuff on the inside. So this was one of the shoes that I felt like I needed to get this year. So I was happy that I was able to get them for a price that I thought was reasonable. All right. Nice. Real, real quick, on our wrap up, Joe. Make, make, make sure we add Sneaker of the Year to that list when we do top five albums. Let's gotcha. We got we to gotta add Sneaker of the Year. Good call. For sure. Uh, I'll go next. I'll go next since we. All right. Uh, this week, I got something a little different. Uh, figured I'd dress it up a little bit. Got a little weird brown box. But what's on the inside? <laughs> Straight Morris Day joints. Here we go. Uh-oh. We're doing something different this week, so. Okay. Jerome. Well, all just 10 sneakers in the, in the collection, so. Come on, person. Now, I got a question for you. Where are you wearing those to? I wore these to my company holiday party last year. Okay. Yeah, so they, now, they do many- get worn. Yeah, People saw know. Phil's shoes before they saw Phil. It was crazy. Thanks. You better see them joints before. <laughs> <laughs> good look. Good look. All right. Uh, so mine's a, a sort of a theme, if you will. Uh, this day, uh, Kobe played against Jordan for the first time back in 97. And, you know, so I'm repping my, you know, my Lakers, L.A., everything, Kobe. So uh, we're going to keep it everything, Kobe. Now, I think. We, I did this one on Zoom, and of course, thanks to Zoom, they uh, karate chopped everything that we've done. So I'm gonna bring it back out. Bam! These, mm. these clean. These are the lifestyles that they came out with, with the, for the Kobe's. Yep. Yeah, got that. If you can see it, it's got that nice little little uh, snake imprint that you know that's he that he's known for. And again, this is kind of like my good juju for uh, you know, the Grinches that uh drop in a <laughs> next week. So right. I'm trying to I'm trying to get it how I live it. You know what I mean? So right. there it is. No, 
Oh, Superfly, you coming to play? Not tonight, not tonight. Okay. For uh, Superfly, though, I did have to say, I've been wearing these slides, Superfly. Hey. Like, you yeah. already know. Slide gang. He's joined her. The blue slides are the truth. All right, Mike, what you got? I know you got something a little different. Uh, listen, I wish I'd have known we was talking sneakers. I got some, uh, I got some, not custom made, but some Italian ones. They're really nice. I didn't bring. I wish I'd have known. Suede joints. Right. What you got? Though? You brought something now. Um. Oh, let me see here. I got that one. So you got some hats, you know, right? Mo, mo, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Fly gang. You, you already know what it is. I thought you was gonna show some hats. Show your hats. Oh, okay. Well, um, I knew I, I rock with him for a reason, man. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me go grab one. I'll bring it back real quick. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, hey, why you grab, grab a hat? Uh, uh, Brandon, uh, be easy. If you're still in the comment section, give me the name of your company so I can plug you at the end of the show for being up. Uh, next week, Tuesday. So while we wait for Mike, real quick, while everybody's watching, since next week is Christmas, um, we'll be coming to you Tuesday night um, for the holiday uh, holiday show. Uh, Mike's back. Go ahead. What you got for us? So this is um, this is this is one of our hats right here, and um, it's so really, 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 really well for us. Um, this that normally retails for about 175 depending on what we do to it. It could be just a tad bit uh, more expensive, probably like around 250 about 250 $255. And I call this one Goldilocks. I love this hat. It's so <laughs> good. Um, hats, you know, it, um, depending on how you wear your hat, it brings so much personality to the room. I always tell my clients, I'm like, when you pick a hat, get something that fits your personality. And depending on what you're trying to do um, and where you're at, you know, if you're trying to go to go somewhere and you want to stand out in the room, a hat like this will definitely put you in that, you know, put you above the rest. Um, but you got to be confident in when you're wearing these hats as well, because, you know, a hat like this could get you in trouble. Um, you, might not, you might not know what you're doing with it and, you know, it cause some problems. But, um, yeah, man, this, this, is, this is one of ours right here. I love this hat. I have a few other ones. I have some pink ones, some red ones. Just this year, I've really, 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 um, you know, kind of even for myself, stepped outside of the lines a little bit and done some things a little bit differently. And it's, it's helped, too, um, with, the, with the marketing and, you know, people buying. So, yeah, this is, this is, this is one of our pieces right here. That's it's fire. Yeah, you nice, man. Nice. Yeah, come on through, man, so we can take care of y'all so y'all can step your game up. Bet. <laughs> Who said that? Oh, was that your dad? No, no, that wasn't my Oh, who? I owe it again. No, oh. no man. Who, who said that? Pause by. That's, that's, that's my friend John. He's a regular in, in the comments. There's about to be oh, some okay. crime going on in the chat room. About to be, yeah, he may, he may have started some black on black crime in the yeah. <laughs> You better, you better ease up off the Iotas, man. Ease up. <laughs> uh, all right, y'all. Shout out to we, the Iotas. We, um, we appreciate, we appreciate you, uh, Mike, for joining us. Let me put you back. There. Oh man, thank you so much for having me. It was, it was fun. I had a great time with you guys, man. Yeah. Um, this our black businesses. This is why we do the spotlight companies we may not know about, may not hear about all the time. Uh, plug your stuff one more time. 
for everybody's watching so we know where to find you, um, how we get this consultation going, how we get fly. Absolutely. So this again is Mike Johnson. Actually, by the way, I want to just um, shout out my wife, Stephanie Johnson. She is 50 percent of this company. I always let people know that I didn't do this by myself. Um, and then uh, my daughter who works with me, Sydney Johnson, she is a huge, huge help to me. In fact, he is um, we're getting ready. Um, you asked me this earlier. We're we're believing that in 2021, the hat business is going to spin off. My daughter is going to pick it up. It's called Crown Candy. She's going to pick it up. She's going to run with that. And I'm going to take care of the other stuff. So um, we're looking to do that. But we're located again in Upper Marlboro, Maryland, 14412 Old Mill Road, Suite 201. Please come out and see us. We're on uh, social media at um, Instagram, JL Michaels underscore custom clothiers, Facebook, JL Michaels custom clothiers, and also Michael L. Johnson JR. Twitter, we're at JL Michaels. If you're old school still, again, you can call me 240-398-6524 or text me, inbox me, message me, DM me, get at me, whatever you do. Right. Well, fly. You got something real quick? This is how we do Awesome, 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 awesome. Right. Um, yo, again, thank you. Uh, that's we are we are something else. You can find us on all platforms. Google us with there, Instagram, Facebook. We try and push this YouTube. So if you're new to watching us tonight, like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, watch all the other black series videos that we've been been doing, black business series. Uh, up next, uh, Tuesday, again, 9 30 this Tuesday. I'll send everything up. Uh, we're gonna have hands for you assembly. Um, my man Brandon, he's gonna be on, um, and he's got a, he's got a real special uh, business that he's doing, and I, I think a lot of people will be interested in that. But uh, again, Mike, thank you for joining us. Uh, we definitely got to do this again. Got to catch up because uh, that hat, I love that hat. And what you were uh, on your IG live, a lot of those hats that you were showing, dope, dope, dope. So thank you, okay, okay. I just do this real quick. Thank you so much for saying that. We do something called um, uh, Fly Friday every single Friday at 7 p.m. on Facebook Live. We sell our hats. So this is one of the things I was telling you about. We go direct to the customers for about two hours. That's what we do. So join us for Fly Friday, 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time on my Facebook uh, page, Michael L. Johnson Jr. We're going to preview probably 60-some hats. We're going to have a good time, and uh, we're going to outfit you with some great hats. Let's get it. Man. I'm gonna come see you. There's gonna be we'll some. There's gotta be some cross branding opportunities going on, man. We we gotta oh, connect. Always looking across brand. Always, always, let's always. Do, I'm always looking to do that. Yeah. So have a let's do it. Um, Wherever we can find some synergies, let's absolutely do it. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh. All right, y'all. Thank y'all for watching. Uh, Mike, stay in the room while we in the show. But um, again, we are something else. We back Tuesday night. Uh, for a holiday special. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace.